is going on, everyone, and welcome back to the Basement Talk podcast. And for the final time in the year of our Lord, 2021, for the final time in fantasy football in the year of our Lord, 2021, welcome to the mailbag. Yes, the mailbag. We are here. Championship week. You know us well enough by now, Bird, Jake, Jake. Where, where, where is the focus levels at right now? Where, where, how, how in the zone are we right now? It, it's like I'm in two championships, and one of them, I'm, I'm lucky to be there. The guy was a sixth seed in the playoffs. Me too. Not, Me not too. much of, not much business being there, and luckily, I mean, I don't know about, I, I shouldn't say luckily, but I stumbled into starting Joe Burrow last week when I, I, I almost made a You're big welcome. mistake. You're I welcome. almost. Yeah, well, it was because Taysom Hill and Tyler Huntley were on the COVID list. You know, I like my running quarterbacks. True, um, true. So you really, you really were uh, – you had your options narrowed down. I, I, I almost started Trevor Lawrence over him. Fun fact. Oh, oh, I am well aware. I'm well aware. Thank, thank goodness. Thank goodness so, you reached out to the voice of reason to talk you off of that cliff. I did roll with the Miami defense over the uh, – over the. I mean, Kansas City's defense played well, too. I still would have won, but – yeah, Miami were Monday night against Ian Book. I mean, that was um, that was that was yummy. That was something. I did start the Miami defense too in a uh, in a consolation game, but that is uh, that is neither here nor there. You good otherwise? I actually have a funny story for you regarding a league dilemma. Oh, please, please, please share, please share. We like league dilemmas on here. So remember, I was telling you about that trade that was vetoed. I do. I do. Funny enough. In that league, last game of the regular season, beat the beat the uh, commissioner that vetoed my trade, beat him out for the uh, for a playoff spot. Well done, well done. And Karma's then last week, and then last week that we have a quote unquote trade committee where there's three people, real committee. Mm. Oh, three oh, people, three people on this committee. Oh, okay, so it's a little three boys people. club. Got it. One of them, one of them is like he doesn't really give a shit. Like he'll he'll approve every trade. He 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 don't want to be bothered. And then. The commissioner, he vetoed, and then the uh, second in command. He was the number one seed in the playoffs. I went in there and knocked him down last week. Well done. So karma is tra- a big fat bitch, dude. Karma is the biggest bitch. In the- I mean, it also kind of sucks because I wish I had Jamar Chase this week and James Robinson's Dunzo, but it's to the point where eh, if I lose this week, I-, I got I got my last laugh. Hey, you proved a point. And then in Dynasty, third year in the championship, my friend. Third year. Wow. Lost. I lost the first two years. So this is it. Third time's the charm. This this is your redemption year. Well, Stefan Diggs took the ring off my finger last year. That and then this year he don't well, I actually need Diggs Sunday, but um, yeah. Big championship Sunday. We're ready for it. We're ready for it. And we're also ready to answer your questions we have 13 questions this week thank you so much to everyone who submitted your questions this is the last mailbag that we will be doing for fantasy 2021 as mentioned on the fantasy show we will be scaling back the fantasy shows we'll be doing those once a week for the off season and then of course after the mailbag is done jake and i will be doing well, the plan is we are going to be doing an off-season mailbag. We'll be start. We'll be doing one next weekend, and then the following week 
which I believe is the week of the 10th, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, the week of January 10th. Just don't know what day yet. That will be the return of the Basement Talk podcast. So Jake and I will just be spitting shit about anything in the worldwide world of sports. We'll be in the thick of NFL playoffs. We'll have NBA We'll have NHL going on. We'll be in the run-up to the Olympics. So we'll have a lot to a lot to talk about there. And then throughout the offseason, of course, Jake and I will do uh, some offseason mailbags as well for fantasy and then some not for fantasy. So a lot to look forward to. Oh, and the, the big announcement uh, of all, I feel like I've mentioned this probably a hundred times, um, the Quizvitational. We <laughs> are going to we are going to be doing the Quizvitational. During the off season, we're going to be doing doing quizitational once a month. Once a hold month, to, let's hold to the schedule. Yeah, we will. We we are. I'm holding myself to that. So once, I, yeah, once a month, we'll be doing the quizitational. I think it's a lot a lot easier on not only myself but for uh, for contestants as well. Instead of me trying to scramble every week or two, trying to get uh, people to do it, you know, we'll have a month to uh, to plan it out. But the, the 2021 mailbag is uh, 20. Oh my God. I keep doing this where I say mailbag instead of quizitational. The 2021 quizitational is still coming. It's still coming. That is happening. It's just going to happen next week, just because this week with New Year's and everything, everything like that, it's, it was just too crazy to, to get it all together. So next week, uh, we're going to get the band together and we'll do a 2021 year in review uh, quizitational for you. So, Jake. You know how it works. One, two, 13. Numero trace. Numero trace. This is from Alex. Jake, where's Alex from? Portland, Oregon. Beautiful. The Beautiful hub. Place. Beautiful place. The hub. The hub. The hub of the Pacific Northwest. Love, love Portland. Alex needs two in full point PPR. Aaron Jones, Sony Michelle. Ronald Jones, Javante Williams, Devin Singletary. All very good options. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ronald Jones is a smash play. I think you start him. Mm-hmm. One of them is my start of the week, but I don't even think I'm picking him. I think I'm, I think I'm going with Ronald Jones and Sony Michelle. <sighs> it's tough. I mean, Aaron Jones, you did draft pretty high. It's like yeah. – it's but not. It's not Javante, and it's not Devin Singletary for me. It's between Aaron Jones, between Sony Michelle, and between Ronald Jones. I think Jones is a definite go. Ronald, Ronald is a definite Ronald. go. Yeah, he's a definite go. So it's between it's between Sony and and Aaron Jones. Give give me Sony Michelle, just because I think there's going to be more more of a guaranteed workload with with Sony, even with the uh, potential return of one that the, the chosen one i can't the, believe it the child himself the love of my life cam Akers. G- give me sony michelle give me sony michelle in in this one and then give me uh ronald jones but if you could find a way to fit aaron jones in there i i i would if you could find a way to do it all right three is gone out of 13 nine Nine. This is from Thomas. Thomas is from Stockholm, Sweden. Thomas needs two in non PPR. Terry McLaurin, 
Antonio Brown, Hollywood Brown, Amari Cooper, DJ Moore. Give me, give me Antonio Brown and Amari Cooper. Exactly what I was going to say. Perfection. Three and nine are gone. Seven. Seven. This is from Danny. Jake, where's Danny from? Danny is from Stockton, California. Danny needs one. Russell Wilson or Joe Burrow? Wow. Um, Both good options. It's a nice matchup. Yeah, I don't mind Wilson at all this week. Yeah. Give me Burrow. Ride the high. I think there's points to be had. I thought you had a great point last week about that game. There were points. I think there'll be points as well between Kansas City and Cincinnati. I think I want as much of that game as possible in fantasy. I completely agree. And I think in this time, this time of year, the most important thing that I think a lot of people get lost in is a lot of people play for the matchups on with necessarily bad teams. You need to have guys that are on the good teams as well. And even though this is a matchup where it's two very, very good teams going up against each other, it's a good thing for the offenses. There'll be a lot of points scored. And if there's going to be a blowout in one direction, it goes against Burrow. The Bengals are not going to be blowing out the Chiefs. So if the Chiefs are blowing out the Bengals, it means more throwing opportunities for Joe Burrow, which is good. That That's like, that's one extreme. The other extreme is this is just back and forth air show throughout, which obviously does favor Joe Burrow. So for me, I, I see the recipe for Joe Burrow to have another really nice day, not a 500 yard day. I, I don't think that that's going to happen, but can I see him going for 330 and three? Yeah, I can see that. I think that's, that's good enough to be top five at the position. So yeah, I would be going with uh, Joe Burrow as well. Um, would you rather Joe Burrow or Taysom Hill this week? I have the same dilemma. I'm going with Burrow. I would be going with Burrow as well. Joe Burrow this week or Justin Herbert? Oof, Herbert After really let down this week from Herbert. I know. I think fantasy is a lot about riding hot hands around this time of year. I think I'd go Burrow. Give me Herbert. Give me Herbert. I, I'm gonna be I'm back on that. I'm back on that. I think there's Burned a letdown. The Chargers have to win this week. Chargers defense kept me out of the Cologne Championship, minus five against the Houston Texans. Uh unbelievable. Unbelievable. Lost by how, three. How how in God's all you need to do, you, you could have started the Saints. The Saints would have been better off. Which is I crazy. actually went up against the Saints on Monday night. Oh wow. Oh wow. Um Joe Burrow or Kyler. Kyler. I think Burrow. Kyler gets on pet. I think Kyler gets back on track this week. Give me Burrow. Give me Burrow. I'll give you I'll give you one more. Joe Burrow or Jalen Hurts. Burrow. Can't trust Jalen Hurts. Give me Hurts. Give me Hurts against Washington. I'll give you I'll give you one more. Oh, I mean Washington. Pending but... pending pending Lamar Jackson doesn't play. Joe Burrow or Tyler Huntley. I also have the same dilemma. Uh, I go Burrow. I go Burrow. I would go Burrow as well. I would go Burrow there. I would go Burrow there. Okay, three seven nine. Gone. One. Oh no! This is from Steve. Steve is from uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Steve needs two in half PPR: Alvin Kamara, Javante Williams, Sony Michelle, Rashad Penny, Saquon Barkley. He needs only two. He needs only two. Um, you're playing Kamara. I don't care how bad mm-hmm. uh, you're playing Kamara. I agree. 
I think you go Sony as well. I think that's Sony for me too. I think Kamara and Sony are, are the plays. Rashad Penny is is the close third, the close third. And you know what's kind of crazy? Yeah. What's kind of crazy is Barkley for me is the last guy I would consider there, which is which is close. nuts. Yeah, he's close to the last one. Close to it. I don't know about. I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's. Do you, do you really want any part of the Giants offense right now? No. The fantasy championship? No. No, I don't. I really don't. Uh, Barkley or Chase Edmonds this week? Edmonds. Uh, if Connor don't play Edmonds, if yeah, Connor plays, I think it's a little bit closer. Yeah, right now, right now, James Connor has not practiced this week. Edmonds. As of time of recording Spanish, on Thursday at 7 o'clock p.m. Um, give me Edmonds. Give me Edmonds as well. Barkley, Saquon Barkley or Cordero Patterson? Patterson. Give me Barkley. Give me Barkley. That matchup Patterson versus Buffalo. Has off. Give me give me a matchup versus Buffalo for Patterson scares me. It's just it's a tiny, tiny bit. Yeah, I feel you. Barkley or Melvin Gordon? Barkley. Barkley. That's where I draw the line. Barkley or Javante Williams? Javante. Javante for me as well. One, three, seven, nine are gone. Thirteen. And this was the question that I wanted you to pick. You know what? I'm going to save this one. I'm right, going to save see. this one. I'm going to save this one until I think the very I know. end. Yeah. I'm excited to hear it. Because I think there is going to be more of a debate on this one. Okay. And I think I want to get through the rest before we get to it. So okay. I'm going to save it for the very end. This question is from Tyler. So Tyler's question will be at the very, the very end. All right, so pick one other than 13. 12. 12. Okay. This is from Steve. Uh, Jake, where's Steve from? Aora, Colorado. Aora, Colorado. Steve has a trade offer that he wants to run by us. <laughs> trade? I, this is a hypothetical. I'm sure because if there's any league that is allowing trades at the end of the championship run, they're out of their minds. But Steve is in a dynasty league. He was offered the opportunity to get Jonathan Taylor for four first-round picks straight up. Do you do it? Four future firsts. That's steep. Very steep. if, If my team was, like, dominant, I mean, my team's been to the championship the last three years. I don't think I'd do that trade. No, I wouldn't do that trade either. I would think you, I, like, if or you were it, getting, if you were getting a third it, round pick back for every first yeah. rounder that you're giving up, I would be more on board with it. It's still steep. It's still very steep. But at least you're getting compensation back in the form of those draft picks. You're just yeah. giving up four first rounders for the next yeah. four years. I, I, what I would do is I would probably counter with like two firsts and two seconds. I think I'd do that. I think that's fair. I think Taylor's worth. I think Taylor's worth that because the shelf life. He's probably got another two to four more years of dominant play. Yeah. Whereas, are you really going to draft a guy in that in that rookie draft where you're currently picked? Because you chances are you probably have a nice team. Mm-hmm. If so, are you really going to pick a guy that late in the rookie draft that's going to be what Jonathan Taylor was, who was the consensus? Uh, he was the second. He was the one-two pick because the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire syndrome that offseason was running rampant. Yeah. Um, so he he stole the, the the first overall pick in dynasty drafts that year, but 
I think I would counter with something like that. I don't think I would just do four first rounders straight up. I think that's no. that's where I draw the line in the sand. I would if you could offer two firsts and two seconds and that gets done, I, I would be thrilled I'd for do. you. If you would if I were you, I'd offer three firsts and a second. If if he's I think that could get it done. I don't think I'd do it though. It's, yes, that that's the question. I, I think you'd want to you, you would want to get a pick back to make it more worth your while or get or or you're taking a shot on another on a, another younger player. Say say someone in the mold of a I don't know a KJ Osborne or a Rashad Bateman, someone along those lines, just someone someone that can you know kind of replace the production of sort of those picks that you're giving up. Someone who's young with some significant upside. I would consider that if it's not working out, you could always just, you could always trade them. I'm sure for a first round pick or two after next year, like, you know, right. Right. That's what I would do Four first rounders for Jonathan Taylor. I mean, man, for as good, for as good as Jonathan Taylor is, I mean, you're still going to be paying for that trade in 2026. And as good as he is, he's not really like a PPR glitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? No, he's not. No, he's not. So yeah, just something, just something to consider there, there, Steve, I, Jake and I would not do it, but I, you could, there are other trades that you could make out of that, that I think would be more, more worth your, your time. Okay. So 12, nine, seven, three, and one are gone. Do not pick 13. Let's go with uh, two, two. This is from Connor. Jake, where's Connor from? Uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. Connor needs one if there is no Lamar. Taysom Hill or Tyler Huntley? Taysom. I don't like that matchup for Baltimore. Neither do I. Give me me Taysom as well, especially at home in the Dome versus Carolina. Four, five, six, eight, ten, eleven are available. Four. Four. This is from John. John is from... Or Orlando, Florida. John needs three in non PPR. Tyler Lockett, Michael Pittman, KJ Osborne, Gabriel Davis, Darnell Mooney, Odell Beckham Jr. In non PPR, he needs three. He needs three. Yeah. You're not starting Darnell. Say those, say those one more for me because I thought it was two. Sure, sure, sure. Mooney, OBJ. Gabriel Davis, KJ Osborne, Lockett, and Michael Pittman. Okay, Pittman and Lockett are a go. Even with no Carson Wentz. Yeah. Yeah. I think I still roll with Pittman. Those names are not very inspiring that he's that he's trotting out there. I mean, no, they're not. They're Lockett, not I think is the Lockett. Pitt, I think Lockett, Pittman, and you know what? Give me OBJ. I think he could score. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. Lockett, Pittman, OBJ for for me, especially in. Uh, in non, but if you, if you need a home run play, take out Pittman and put in Osborne. That's what I yeah, would do. Don't, don't play, don't play Darnell Mooney. Please. No, 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 don't do that. Five, six, eight, 10, 11 are remaining. 10. 10. This is from Will. Uh, Jake, where's Will from? Uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha, Nebraska, gorgeous. Will needs three in full PPR. Elijah Mitchell. Chase Edmonds with no James Conner. Damian Harris, Dari Ogumbawale, Cordero Patterson. He needs okay, three. You're playing Harris and Chase Edmonds. 
Mm-hmm. I agree. You're not playing Dare Agumbala. No. No, 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 no. You're not doing and, that. And for me, you're playing Mitchell over over yeah. Patterson. Yeah, I think, those, I, think that, I think that's an easy decision. Yep, I do as well. Five, six, eight, eleven are left. Eight. Eight. This is from Greg. Greg is from uh Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Greg asks, this is a league format question for next year. He asks, there's a debate going on in my league right now about the validity of defenses and kickers. Me personally, I think taking a defense is really more about luck than anything else. Kickers, there's a bit more skill involved, but I would not be opposed to getting rid of both units next year. What are your overall thoughts on eliminating defenses and kickers? And if there is one to keep, which one would it be and why? Uh, to me, I think it's an all or nothing type of thing. See what I'm yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, think I think you I, keep both or you yeah. get rid of both. Yeah, I, I'm in favor of getting rid of both. I think that's the new way of fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think there's a lot more skill involved with having a deeper team. Um, I find myself every year with deep teams. And then when I fall short, it's like, ah, shit, but this guy's streamed a kicker off of waivers this week that outscored my, my flex. When the guy on my bench put up 20, he could have been my second. See what I'm saying? So I think there's just more skill involved with the two flex format. I think that's for much more like advanced players. If that makes sense. I think for people just starting out in fantasy, yes, I could see the kicker in defense, but um, I don't know. Not a fan. Uh, I, the only I really don't play with the kicker and defense in many places anymore. Uh, Jay, I agree with everything you just said, and you and you uh, you beat me to the question when I was going to ask if you're taking out kickers and defenses, what would you put as a replacement? And they, there are a couple things that that you can do. I mean, I know I know a bunch of leagues that have done this already when replacing defenses and kickers, and what they do is they have a line of configuration of a quarterback, three running backs, three receivers, a tight end, and a flex. There are other leagues where it's one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, a tight end, two flexes. There are others where it's quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, tight end, two flexes. And there's others where they go two quarterbacks, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, two flex with one of them being a super flex where you could play multiple quarterbacks. So there are a ton of different ways that, that you can, that you can go about this. Uh, I'm thinking about introducing it in one of my leagues next year, just to, you know, kind of try it out and, and see, you know, how, how it works. I think, you know, and this is coming from more of a commissioner's point of view. It's not something that I would do in terms of like, widespread change right away like i think it's just it's one thing that i want to see how it works before i'm willing to just go and and burn bridges on every defense and every kicker under the sun but i I completely agree with what jake said especially to the point that he made about defenses and defenses mainly more than kickers because kickers there is a skill involved it's it's finding the, the right offense that struggles to score touchdowns. Think of New England and why Nick Folk is one of the top kickers in fantasies because the Patriots do genuinely have harder times scoring when they get closer 
to the end zone and they are more likely uh, to kick field goals than they are to go for it on fourth down with, with defenses. I mean, it's, it's luck. It's luck. You're just, you're, you're playing the matchups. You're trying to find the ones going to go off. I mean, uh, the, 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 the great one was, was just last week alone. How many, how many fantasy players in a fantasy playoff were actually going to start the Kansas city chiefs at home versus the Pittsburgh Steelers? Realistically, not many. I almost did. Well, in a bind, possibly, but in like yeah. 10 and 12 team leagues, you probably weren't considering the Chiefs all that much. You probably had a better option on on your rosters that were that were saved up. Like the Chargers is, is a great example. I bet a lot of people had the Chargers saved up, loaded, ready to go for semifinals week versus Houston. And that completely just fell apart and blew up in their face. So, you know, I think Jake and I are very much in the same boat of getting you're getting rid of both you're not getting rid of either jake and i are in very much in agreement on this one where i i I do believe that getting rid of both is going to be the new the new wave of uh of fantasy and while we're while we're on the subject i want to divert for a second and ask you this question if we're getting rid of defenses and we're getting rid of kickers how easy of an argument would it be to get rid of tight ends jake no that's got that's got to stay okay yeah i agree i agree Maybe a tight end premium if you really want to get fancy, but no. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Where you want to add more emphasis to the tight end position or at least, you know, have it even itself out a little bit. Maybe you give the the tight ends yards a bit of a boost. You get the touchdown, a little bit of a bonus there. Point and a half on catches. Yeah, yeah. Go for extra half on on catches, things like that. Agreed. Five, six, eleven remain. Six. Six. This is from Billy, Jake, where's Billy from? Billy is from Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, New York. Nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. Billy needs two in full PPR. Amon Ross St. Brown, Jalen Waddle, Hunter Renfro, Brandon Cooks, Van Jefferson. You're firing up Amon Ross St. Brown. <laughs> if, um, num, 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 you're, you're firing him up. Yep. Um, I think he needs two in full needs PPR. Two. Yep. I think you go Amon Ross St. Brown, and I think you also go with Hunter Renfro. Give me St. Brown and Waddle. You always doubt Hunter Renfro. Always I, doubt the guy. I always I always sleep on Renfro. I, I always do. I just think that the options that he's got here are very, very good. If he could play Renfro as a flex, I would do it. I would yeah. do it, honestly. And it depends PPR? on who the flex is. Dude, Renfro, if, if, if the Raiders receiver receiving course stays the same, I think Renfro is like a top is like a round four pick next year in full oh, PPR. He could be. Yeah, he absolutely could be in full point PPR. Yeah. Yeah, he absolutely could be. Yeah. But give me give me Waddle over over Renfro. Those are great options. Great options. And you can't go wrong with with either or. Our five or eleven remain. Eleven. Eleven. This is from Justin. Justin is from uh Boulder Creek, Colorado. Justin needs two in Superflex, Kirk Cousins, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones. Lance is juicy this week, man. Not a huge fan. It's against the Texans, though. I mean, I know last week they uh, – it's in San Fran, too. In San Fran. I, listen, it enough I, I, I actually I think there will be a lot of points between the Packers and the Vikings. I think I would go Cousins there. I think mm-hmm. that game gets up in the, you know, the 30s, up low to high 30s, I would say. 
Um, nice little shootout there for Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins. Uh, both good offenses there. So I think I would go Cousins. I, I don't go. I don't play Mac Jones. So, so no. Well, he needs two. So for you, it would be Cousins and Lance. Oh, I thought he just needed one. Yeah, yeah, Cousins and Lance, not even close. Give me Cousins and Jones. Ah, you're not playing Mac Jones. I would play Mac Jones over Trey Lance. I know it, I know nah. what Mac Jones is bringing to the table. I don't know what Trey Lance is bringing to the table. Listen, Mac Jones, Mac Jones at home versus Jacksonville is not going to fuck me. I guarantee you that Trey Lance is a rushing touchdown on Sunday. And that alone okay. could be more, more than what Mac Jones puts forth on Sunday. He may, he may, he may. Lance, Lance is the riskier option. He's very, very, very risky. And yeah. I don't know. I think in a, in a fantasy championship, are you really willing to put your put your fantasy life yeah. in the hand in the hands of a guy that you that we've seen in bits and pieces this year? But I. But the thing is, though, like that's like a necessary risk. It's not like if it was like let's who's like another like steady quarterback in fantasy not like Kirk Cousins is a good example don't give me like Matt Ryan give me like Ryan uh, Tannehill give me Ryan Tannehill we can have okay I understand why you'd want to go Tannehill it's a nice little safe floor but Mac Jones's floor it's not existent it's not you're talking about like five points like there's a good chance he doesn't throw a touchdown pass like Damian Harris just runs wild all afternoon and they just run out the clock in the second it's possible It, it is possible considering uh Michael Carter did have a hundred yard day last week versus uh, these same Jacksonville Jaguars. So yeah, yeah. It, it, it's quite possible. It's quite possible. Uh, five. This is from Hunter. Uh, Jake, where's Hunter? Anaheim, California. Hunter needs one in full PPR. Zach Ertz or Dalton Schultz? Oof. Yikes. That, those are good problems to have right there. Yeah, it's great option. Great options. I think I go Ertz, but it's very close. Ertz with no Hopkins. I think I go yeah. Ertz. I'd go Ertz as well. I think Ertz scores. So Fair. give me, give me Ertz. All right, number thirteen. The one we've been waiting for. This is from Tyler. Tyler is from Seattle, Washington. Tyler asks in full PPR. Uh oh. Who are your top? five picks for next year i'm actually a little it's a good question i thought it was going to involve somebody oh it's not brandon iu come on if anybody saw brandon iu get a fantasy championship where it's not against their will i am i am it's against your will it's against your will (laughs) we're we're riding oh i hope you're not disappointed i'm rooting for you wouldn't that be an incredible story? Drafted him in the fifth round, cut him, traded him, picked him up. Oh, no, excuse me. Cut him, picked him up off waivers, then traded him, and then the owner drops him off waivers. And I I got Tony Michelle in the deal for Brandon Ayuk. This was like a while back. God Wouldn't bless. That be, and then he helps me to a championship. That would just be the roller coaster. I, I don't think – I think Brandon Ayuk would have a, have a forever place in your heart. Yeah, if he already doesn't. <laughs> He, he may for good for good and for bad reasons. But All right, sir, top five picks. Your top five, yeah. Okay. Are now, these are these one in order for you? Yeah, like let's okay. do an order. Like don't All right. don't do All right. in order. Got it. 
Got it. Let's do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I know he got hurt. I'm picking Derrick Henry one one next year if I have the pick. Mm. Yeah, this is actually a debate that that uh that I just had on the fantasy show with Adam. We just had this exact debate without actually seeing this question. So just I go that I go Derrick I go Derrick Henry at one. Okay. Two. Two, I think I go Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Three, I go Dalvin Cook. Okay. Four, I think the Saints' offense has improved next year. I go Alvin Kamara. Okay. And then five, I really I, like McCaffrey's just on my list that I'll never draft again. I'm in the same boat. Uh, I, five, if he's playing for them next year, I, you have to go Devontae Adams. You have to. Interesting. You Interesting. know what? I will. I will always be an advocate for that man, always, because you know what you're getting with Devonte Adams when he plays with Aaron Rodgers. You know what you're getting. Yeah, it's a fair point. You you do know what <laughs> you, you there's no at night. he he might be one of the only guys around. Uh, quite honestly, one of the only guys around that you know is not going to be a bust because of performance. It's remember what we used to say about Antonio Brown. We slept you good at sleep night. Sleep better at night with Antonio Brown in full PPR. And you know, you know what's funny, Jake is is th- this week, I I gotta say, I slept like a real baby this week with Antonio Brown sitting in one of my championship lineups. Not it quite feels, like it feels the, quite not, nice. Not quite like the old days. No, no, not like not quite like the old days where you know I was sucking my thumb when I slept, but. You know, now it's like, you know, I got I got a couple blankets around me. I'm in La La Land. Yeah. Meanwhile, know. you thought a couple of weeks ago it was like, great, <laughs> the Antonio Brown experience. Right, exactly. The the the, uh, the immense highs and the immense lows of, of Antonio Brown. See, it's very interesting that you're at Devontae Adams at five. Because I have, I have Jonathan Taylor at one. Derek Henry at two. Dalvin Cook at three. Devontae Adams at four. And then at five for me in full PPR, I'm going to go with Austin Eckler. Really over Al? I think the Saints offense will be a lot better next year. See, I, I uh, you're, also, you're, you're also talking to the uh, to the COO of the I will never draft or look at Alvin Kamara ever again. So I've had a, I've had a lot of good runs with Alvin Kamara. Um, I've had one run with Alvin Kamara, and it's the one year where he put up two rushing touchdowns until week 18 or week 17, whatever the fuck it was, when he had two rushing touchdowns against the Titans. And I wanted to absolutely just punch myself in the nuts. Yeah. You know who's not on that list that I'm a little surprised? No Cooper Cup, huh? It's very interesting because that's exactly who I was going to bring up. And, and, Adam and I just had, had this conversation. We both would have Adams over Cup, uh, you and I. Adam would have Cup over Adams. But then again, but then again, Adam, Adam and I know Adam is going to be listening to this, so I'll have to hear, I'll have to hear from him about this. But uh, Adam, unfortunately, is not well-versed in the uh, Devontae Adams ownership experience. And it is a truly, truly magnificent time. I don't think I've ever owned Devontae Adams Without Aaron Rodgers on my team, <laughs> like every year, I I I have had Devonte Adams by himself. It's not the same. I see. I've had Devonte Adams four times. Twice have been with Aaron Rodgers. Twice have been without. The two times I've had him with Aaron Rodgers, 
I've won championships. The two times I've had him without, I have not. So yeah, the key Cooper to success kind of, is just having Devontae Adams with Aaron Rodgers. Cooper Cup kind of reminds me a little bit to a lesser extent of what Stefan Diggs was last year. I could see that happening where the expectations are just through the roof for him. Mm-hmm. And it's not that he has a bad year. I'm not saying Diggs is having a bad year by any stretch of the imagination. I said this in the in the preview shows before the season. It's like that's kind of a hard season to replicate if you're I Diggs. completely agree. And think for of Cooper Cup, what are the odds that he does this again next year? The same exact slim. season or be- he's not doing having a better season than this next year. Well, think of think of like Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas broke almost every receiving record on the planet. And then the next year yeah. he was the biggest bust in fantasy. Injury. Now he got I hurt think, though week one. Yeah, but I, I also don't think that Cooper Cup is going to be Michael Thomas level. I think the great comparison is Stephon Diggs, where Diggs is good. Diggs is good this year. Like I he, I don't know if it depends on where you took Diggs. If if you took Diggs in the in the late to mid second round, nowhere you, I saw that. He was an early second, second round pick. Mid second round pick, I saw him go in a couple spots. Yeah, that's late. Because a lot, a lot of the leagues that I was in, there was a lot of heavy, heavy run RBs. on running backs. Yeah, the only the only receivers that I was seeing go in that like top fourteen or fifteen picks were Hill and Adams. Then the next receiver off the board was was Diggs. Like Barkley was going ahead of Diggs, Zeke was going ahead of Diggs, and this is just in, in the leagues that 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 I was in. But I think I think Cup could be sort of that next year for, for fantasy managers. Now, is there a chance that Cup is still terrific next year? Yeah, there, there, there's still a chance. Absolutely. But do I think, well, am I willing to bet a top five pick on it for a guy who's had a career year, a unreal year once? Or am I going to take the guy who's been consistently great for the last four years? Five. Yeah. Agreed. Wholeheartedly. And you sleep better at night with Devontae Adams sitting in your lineup. That is fact. That is a hundred percent stone cold fact. Okay. So that is it for the questions for this week. Thank you again to everyone who submitted your questions. And now Jake, you know what time it is. It is time for starts of the week. So, Jake, have at it. Your quarterback, please. I don't want to be cheap and say Joe Burrow because we've been saying him the whole the whole podcast. So I think mm-hmm. that's kind of like a, you know, yeah, it's a little cheap. I respect, I respect that. So, um, I'm gonna go out on a, a little bit of a limb here. Okay. A little bit of a limb, not okay. a huge one, but how about Davis Mills? Wow. Wow. How about that's, that's a limb, but he's, he's been playing very, very, very well. I kind of like Davis Mills this week. If you're really in a bind. You no, know, I don't mind that at all. If you're in a real bind and you need a guy who's going to definitely put some, have a ton of air yards. Yeah. Do a lot I think, worse. I think Taysom Hill gets 20 fantasy points this weekend. Not Taysom Hill. Davis Mills. Mm. Okay. 20. 20 points. Okay. I like the boldness. He's hot. Like boldness. Yeah, he's very hot. He's very hot. Uh, for me, the start of the week is I was, tor- I was torn to two. Um, if there is no 
Lamar Jackson, Tyler Huntley would be the guy for me. Um, if there is Lamar Jackson, give me Jalen Hurts. And then another guy that I was also debating putting in here, how about Ryan Tannehill in a revenge game versus the versus the Dolphins with A.J. Brown back? We just saw a whole new dimension of this Tennessee offense with A.J. Brown yeah. very much back in the picture last week. It was, it was like night and day. Yeah, uh, he was he was close for me too. I kind of want to be different though and say Davis Mills. I haven't said him all season. <laughs> no, it's, I, that's very different. That's very 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 different. So give me uh, give me Hurts uh, there. Uh, for the running backs, I'm going to go with Rashad Penny. I like Penny. That was also going to be mine. I hate to say it, but how about Javante Williams against the Raiders? I think this is a get back on track game for the Broncos. Uh, not necessarily through the air. There's no track at all for them there, but I think they get back to running the football. Um, I think Javante scores and has at least 80 rushing yards. Is there any concern for you about how the Broncos just flat out refused to run the ball at all last week, even between Melvin Gordon as well? I think they realized how, how costly that was. Okay. I agree. I agree. I think that's, that's a very, very fair uh, statement to, uh, to make a uh, receiver start of the week. I'm not going to say Brandon Ayuk. Oh, I know you really want to. Um, I'm not going to lie to you, though. I feel like this is a Metcalf week for the Seattle Seahawks. I think Metcalf has a big day. Um, I think this is it. Okay. I think Lockett is a little banged up still from the COVID-19. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hey, Russ, I mean, uh, listen, it, it's it's got to be this week for Metcalf, right? It has to. It has to. Right? has to. Uh, give me a guy in the same game. Give me Amon Ross St. Brown. Love the man. Love the man. He is by start of the week. I think I have him in my top 20, and I think I think St. Brown scores again. I hope so. I'm firing him up in the championship. I am too, and then there was one other guy that I was considering. The other guy was, I'm trying to find him on my list. Brandon Ayuk? Uh, no, it was not Brandon Ayuk, unfortunately. Uh, who the fuck was it? Oh, it was, um, it was A.B. Yeah, I mean, A.B. and that's Ronald lazy. Jones. That's a lazy that's, one. That's pretty safe to say. I mean, Yeah, it's a lazy one. Um, and then for the uh, for the tight ends, we mentioned him before. I think he scores. Give me Zach Ertz up against yeah. Dallas. Uh, give me Kyle Pitts. He's going for the all-time record. Hmm. Okay. Okay, I like for that. T- for a rookie tight end. Give me Kyle Pitts. I think Kyle Pitts is a big finish to the season. Okay. All right. I mean, hey. He needs to uh, he needs to show some, something for next year. And how fitting would it be if Kyle Pitts ends the season with uh, two uh, two red hot weeks, and everyone yeah. can everyone can just say, "Oh, you remember how Kyle Pitts finished the year last year?" And then he just becomes a fourth round pick next year and is drafted in the same range as Mark Andrews again. Remember, remember at the beginning of the year, there were idiot fantasy managers that were drafting Kyle Pitts over Mark Andrews. I'm one of the idiots that drafted Brandon Ayuk ahead of Debo Samuel. Uh, I'm the, I'm the same way, but no one no one really expected Debo Samuel to be Debo Samuel. Well, you want to hear about bigger idiots? Remember the fantasy managers that thought they were smart and said Will Fuller was going to be productive this year? Uh, is he playing this week? <laughs> no. Oh, is Curtis Samuel playing this week? No, no, no. They'll still Curtis. find themselves like to be annoying, like tenth round picks, like more than likely, more than likely, more than likely. So before we before we go. The last thing that I want to ask you on the last thing that we do for the channel in the year of our Lord, 2021, Adam and I did this on the 
uh, fantasy show. And I'm going to ask you here, Jake, what is your New Year's resolution? Uh, it's going to sound a little cliche, but it's There's definitely, no definitely I got to get a little bit more like healthier. I've been slacking a lot this year with my, uh, I've gotten a little too attached to the couch and eating ice cream. Like, haven't we all? That sounds very like bullshit, but like, you know, that that's my just be be healthier and more like in shape. It's a, that's that's not a bad one. That's not a bad that's one it. at all. Yeah. Not a bad one at all. I mean, it's not cle- it's not cliche, especially I I can say for a fact the 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 holidays just just between Thanksgiving and then between bad. Christmas just kicked my ass and it's like now now that it's over i'm just like oh thank you thank you i can actually uh breathe a little bit and not have to stuff my face with uh with cakes and cookies and lasagna and 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 all that which i mean hey i'm never gonna say no to stuffing my face with lasagna but like a nice cannoli oh god oh oh my god there was we were at my uh, my aunt's for, for Christmas Day, and she had a uh, cannoli donuts. Ooh, I've had those before. Oh my god, very good. I I wanted to die. I I tell you what, after after that, I was in a coma on, on the couch. I was just like, you only have just, one. You, you, I see. I had two. I had two. Oh dinner, my god. Well, because dinner dinner was was Chinese. I'm not the biggest Chinese food guy. I love Chinese food. So I like dabbled in the Chinese food and I had a little, I had a little bit, then the cannoli donuts came out and I was like, yeah, I'm having two of those. And oh my God, uh, that, that just went, went to the deepest part of my stomach and just decided to sit there like a fucking block of concrete. There you go. It was not pleasant at, at all, but Hey, going down, it felt nice. It felt very, very nice. So Jake, I want to say thank you very very much for uh the mailbag this was a mid-season creation that we decided to to come up with and it has turned into the best part of my week by a lot i love doing this show i love doing the show with you and uh hence why we'll be doing the basement talk podcast so uh sir uh in all seriousness thank you very much for uh for your contributions to uh to the basement talk podcast and to the mailbag Thank you. And thank you to everyone that uh, submitted their questions. So it was great interacting with everybody. Yes. Um, hope we can continue the mailbag in some capacity. Oh, I, we're I going know to. That's in the works. Oh, um, we're going to. We're, 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 we're doing a mailbag next weekend. <laughs> just, just hit us up with anything you want to discuss. Don't have to be about yep. sports. It could be about anything. Love Absolutely. talking to the people. As the people's champ on the Basement Talk podcast, this great radio program. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Absolutely. And, and like, and like I, like Jake said, next weekend, we'll be doing just an open-ended mailbag about anything. Submit your questions and it could be about, it can be about movies. It could be about basketball. They could be about ballerinas and tutus. It could be whatever you want it to be. And we will answer any and all of your questions. We've been so caught up in football just for the past four or five months that now that you know, we're getting to playoff time and the football content is, you know, kind of shrunk down to size, so to speak. Um, you know, we have to give all the uh, other people some some attention. Obviously, we'll be talking about the playoffs. You know, that's a given. But obviously, you know, 
there are there's basketball going on there's hockey going on the olympics are, are starting up as well so um yeah so any questions that you you want to send in for the general mailbag next week submit those questions and we will uh, get to them uh probably i would say thursday or friday we will uh, record that mailbag and it'll be out for you on saturday morning and like i said at the top of the show make sure that you are subscribed when the return of the basement talk podcast comes back and then of course the return of the quizitational which jake is going to be on as well so that is going to be it for the mailbag fantasy mailbag for the year of our lord 2021 for fantasy football in the year of our lord 2021 thank you so much to every single person that submitted questions from the start to now questions are so appreciated and hopefully we have been a help to all of you obviously with 13 people submitting questions this week 13 people have gotten championships it's fantastic that's a fantastic number i will take 13 all day long um, like I said, any other questions that you have for us, submit them in the mailbag and we will get to them next week, general mailbag. And then of course, Adam and I will be back with a basement talk podcast fan show next week. It's going to be a lighter week, uh, for us, just because I know a lot of people are off this week. I was not off this week and next week I am taking off. So yeah, next week, I don't want to do really a damn thing. So the, the plan is going to be, I'm doing two episodes of podcast next week one with jake and one with adam and i'm not doing any work next week i'm off i'm taking that week and i am decompressing big time so we'll get those uh, episodes out and then in two weeks return to the basement talk podcast return to the quizitational and the basement talk podcast fantasy show so for the last time in the year of our lord 2021 for the last time on the fantasy mailbag for jake simone i've been edward saw thank you so much for listening to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show Fantasy Mailbag and see you next year. Bye-bye.